Welcome to the Pursuit of Peace podcast. My name is Parul and I am obsessed with everything holistic health and spirituality. I am determined to uplevel my mind, body and spirit to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. I truly believe that we're all looking to create a sense of lasting inner peace through all our pursuits in life. Health, wealth, relationships, spirituality, business, jobs or a college degree. whatever that might look like for you at the moment the goal is same to find that blissful state that lasting joy and inner peace and the intention behind this podcast is to share my quest for inner peace so that might kickstart your journey to discover the source of that true lasting joy and bliss that i feel can only be created from the inside out Welcome to episode 2 and today I have a very special guest with me who will be talking about purpose and gaining clarity in life and if that is your pursuit of peace in life at the moment this episode is for you. So here's welcoming Yanira Sapani my friend and mentor from the most fa- favorite place in the entire world for me which is Vienna. Uh professionally Anita is an executive coach who helps people gain clarity and find purpose and meaning in what they do. Uh before launching her own consulting and coaching practice, Anita has worked for more than a decade in corporate law with two leading international firms in Austria, but knowing her personally, I know she's dabbled in a lot of things and not just dabbled but really committed to all of that. but i would let yunida talk more about her journey so welcome yunida thank you for taking out the time to do this hi parul thank you so much for having me here um it's uh, really you know um i'm really grateful for for being able to uh contribute in in your sharing i think it's it's the right time to kind of share experiences and build up each other and and you know support each other with everything that's happening around. So, yeah, my personal journey um as you said is um um you know, it sounds like um it didn't happen overnight obviously. And I think that if I had some tools or some support, maybe that personal transformation uh would have have not taken as long as it took. It was a span over 10 years. um but everyone you know has um goes through his individual journey so um how i started to 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 realize that um you know my my calling uh in life was something different that what i was doing basically um it was uh it was really it took it took a few years so it started with uh kind of not really being satisfied with my lifestyle and the way i was spending the majority of my time um so i knew that there is something out there that interests me more and i had this kind of feeling that a lot of my clients also experience in the beginning they know that um they're not really um fulfilled by what they're doing right now and not but they're at the same time not really clear about the next steps and everything is so blurred so there is kind of like a need for change or recognition that i'm not as 
happy and fulfilled as I used to be in my current job. So, but I still don't know what's coming up next. Um, and that's, that's the first stage where I experience also with my clients um, the, the biggest challenge as well for them to, to move ahead with pursuing real steps and being proactive. You know? mm-hmm. Does it make sense? <laughs> it absolutely makes sense because, you know, when I met you, that is where I was. And that's an interesting story in itself because um, I was in Vienna for a work fellowship and I can say hands down that that was the best time of my life. And uh, Nico, Nicholas, who's your boyfriend, happened to be my next door neighbor and we became very good friends and I would hear about you all the time. But interestingly, you were in India at that time, in Thailand and India, I suppose. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, yeah. yeah, you were traveling and I heard so much about you, but then I didn't get to meet you because you were away. And I remember the first time I entered your house and you were not there, Nico was there. And I entered and I'm like, oh my God, your house looks more Indian than my house back home. (laughs) There were these tapestries from Rajasthan and, you know, these sculptures of gods and there were books and yoga. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I was really surprised. Um, But that's when Nico told me that, oh, we love India. We love the food. And my girlfriend, she goes to India to learn yoga. Um, She's been doing it for a while now. And I was very, very intrigued. But I felt so much warmth in a new country. And I felt, you know, I made this group of friends, which were all of Nico's friends. And we used to hang out together. And it was so much fun. But um, it was only later when I had actually left for six weeks of solo traveling and I was supposed to come back for a week to Vienna before heading back home to India that suddenly I found myself homeless so in a way that you know the place where I was staying I couldn't be there because of some confusion and that's when I remembered if Nico and Nico had said you know if you need help just let me know I said Nico I need a house to stay in (laughs) and Nico said yeah that's okay and In the meantime, I remember while I was traveling and I was in the south of France and I was so, so fulfilled um, at that time, traveling by myself for such a long period of time, something that I'd never even dreamt of doing, you know, growing up in India in a conservative household, um, never imagined I would travel so much. And sitting in a small town in the south of France, I just wondered if life could be so fulfilling. And I just asked myself this question. What would I need to do to, you know, live life this way, feel so fulfilled? And I didn't have an answer to that question, but I thought that people in the developed world had kind of figured this out because back home in India, um, you know, everybody was just striving for the basic stuff. So I thought, you know, maybe in the developed world, everybody had the answer to these questions. And I remember asking these questions to quite a few people and people weren't fulfilled in life. And I asked them, what's the next step? And nobody knew. So when I came to Vienna and I finally met Yonida, I was sitting on the couch, I remember, and I think you'd just come back and you said, would you want to have a session with me? I'm training to be an executive coach. And I just smiled and I was like, oh my God, you know, what is this leading me to? Like it felt so, you know, like synchronicity, like how is this happening? And then we got into the sessions and it was so intense for me. Uh, do you remember that time, Anita? 
Um, yeah, I remember exactly because um, it was I, I was coming back from 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 India, and um, Nicholas, my partner, was telling me, "Oh, we have you know um, Indian guests," and and I'm like, "Great! Wow! You know how what what is this? It's like law of attraction in a way, you know." Absolutely. So you were in Vienna, and uh, I was remembering um, the sessions that you were really dedicated. I was not aware of the intensity at that time, though right? So coaching is really a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I was not, you know, I was not aware of, um, uh, of, you know, the outcome, because I was just being present. And we were just, you know, really working on and talking about about things. And I wasn't thinking about, you know, the impact that, mm-hmm. that it would actually have, or that the work itself has, it was just a very informal, you know, between friends um, yeah. coaching session. I had just uh, finished my official coach training, uh, applying for um, the ACC for the International Coach Federation. I had been through some years of uh, training in uh, CBT in Vienna. And I was myself just uh, about to really, you know, start doing it professionally, right? So, um, and I was not aware, right, today I'm, I'm aware of the huge impact it has, but at that time I was not aware of that. So uh, I don't know whether this is good <laughs> or bad. I think it's, it's great because it's about being present, right? And just, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, and I remember, um, I remember that you uh, were thinking about, uh, you know, changing jobs and changing professions, and um, you you are in a place where there was a lot of doubts whether this is the right path mm-hmm. um, for you, and um, there was, you know, I felt that you were. Um, listening to a lot of voices that probably were not your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, what uh, my work has probably helped you is to just kind of um, allow you find or listen more to your own voice from my perspective. You tell me whether this, this is applicable, you know. Absolutely. Um, I had a lot of voices of fear and doubt within me because I thought, you know, I have done a master's degree. I had already changed my career once because it was not fulfilling. And I was th- I was doing well at that time. You know, I was just doing really well before um, I started my job. I was in that space where I already had some doubts. So I'm like, am I going to throw it all away? Um, like all my degrees and everything that I've achieved. And I think that's where you said that, um, you know, but it only adds to what you've done. It doesn't take away from your evolution and what's coming next for you. And I think the biggest fear for me has been uncertainty. And I remember you saying that, you know, but what is the certainty in a job? And if it's not fulfilling you, if it's not making you happy and Somewhere there was a part of me that got a lot of courage through all the processes that we went through where we sort of peel back layers and layers of, you know, 
uh, the thinking and the voices that I had within me that I made progress super fast. And that's where I sort of reached out to this uh, person who I looked up to in the fitness um, industry in my country. I reached out to her. I got back to India. I met her. Uh, after three weeks, I started to work with her. And I think it shocked me and it shocked you as well when I told you about it, did it? Absolutely. It went really fast. Um, and you're, I mean, you're a doer, a maker um, as part of your personality. I think that plays a role as well, um, reflecting on, you know, some personality traits as well that can be beneficial and supportive in the transformational journey, but some things can also stand in the way. And in that sense, I was surprised that it went really fast, but I think um, then thinking about your personality, you are a doer and you are a maker. So once you have overcome your, you know, fears, uh, everybody has fears and everybody, you know, um, has difficulties with dealing with anxiety uh, or dealing with uncertainty more. So uncertainty is, is, is something that, you know, we think we take, we take safety and security for, for granted. Right. But in, in, in real, it's just an illusion as well. And I, I came to realize this through spirituality and through my time in, in India that actually being in a safe job um, doesn't give me more security because, you know, you can lose the job as well. It's like, it's your employer, if something happens with the company, uh, something, you know, it's, there is no uncertain, there is no certainty and no security a hundred percent. So it's an illusion, um, you know, thinking that if I have a nine to five job, I will be safe for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. It's, um, and I came to realize that for myself. And I think it's an important realization that, you know, selling, you know, your lifetime for money in a nine to five job that is not fulfilling you. Okay. It gives you some time, some, some certain amount of safety because you have a paycheck at the end of the month, but what is the price that you actually pay in return for that? I love it. I love that you bring this up because I think one of the biggest fears for me was getting out of that stability and getting out of that security. And it has been over the years until now when I've fully surrendered to, you know, what is it that lights me up? Because this is the theme of this entire podcast, not just this episode, that once you're chasing the right things in life, things that make you happy, things that uh, spark a joy in you, then it becomes a state of being. It's not a thing. There could be those things that keep you going in that um, state of being. And that for me is the pursuit of peace. That's what long lasting peace means for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're so right. And it's amazing how we, each of us experiences it in, in a different way. It's like, it's in a universal law, at least, you know, peace, inner peace. and But still to knowing something from books or from, um, you know, what is peace or knowing some concepts mm -hmm. and really experiencing them um, is a totally different thing. Yeah. And, really, yeah. and also applying them is, is different. So I remember that um, 
you, it was also this this thing, okay, but I have invested so much in my education and uh, it was uh, very black and white uh, yeah. thinking, which um, I know I experienced it myself and it's also thinking patterns really influence a lot our behavior, the way we think about ourselves, the way we perceive ourselves and the way we perceive um, our reality and opportunities. So um, from my work now with, with clients, I also see that um, those concepts of security, insecurity, uncertainty, what is a safe job, what, is, what does success mean like, um, all depend on the beliefs about ourselves and the way we see the world. And those are not necessary things that, um, you know, we question. So we take a lot of things for granted. Um, and that's good in a way because, um, you know, we, we cannot question everything. So <laughs> there's good that we have this automatic uh, thoughts in the head. But sometimes a lot of things that go automatic, a lot of norms and concepts that we take from our society and our parents um, are not so beneficial to us. And questioning it, like questioning what does it mean to be successful for me, for myself? What does it mean to have a safe, um, you know, job for myself? What does it mean to be happy? Um, this is like a pursuit of peace as well. And it's a very individual journey and awareness. Mm -hmm. um, so questioning, you know, questioning your, your fears and questioning your um, ways of seeing the world and also looking at yourself, I think it's very valuable, uh, valuable time investment that you can make. The most it was certainly for me the most valuable investment that I made in myself, taking time to reassess, you know, my life, where I wanted to go, um, what my calling was in life and uh, what I, I wanted to make a living out of and then pursuing that, that path. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I couldn't agree more because um, these are the thought patterns in which we get lost and, uh, I feel, um, again, you know, coming from India, I had very fixed notions of how I could make a living, how I could be in life, what was possible for me and what wasn't possible for me. And as a coach yourself, I'm sure when you work with your clients and um, I guess you work with a lot of high achievers, what do you see as some of the biggest beliefs that hold people back from evolving or reaching their highest potential? Um, well, th the first thing is that, you know, the people, uh, high, when we're talking about high achievers, mm -hmm. um, we high achievers, it's also a matter of definition. So what is it? So high achievers within the meaning of the corporate world, so people that are really, you know, um, that have a great education, that are working really hard, they want to achieve something in life, uh, they want to be successful, and they want to be good professionals, and they have high standards uh, on themselves and high expectations about their own um, performance uh, in any area of life, and also very high standards and expectations to others. 
So I would, you know, when I talk about high achievers, I would, you know, talk about this. So people who are really, you know, have high expectations, high standards and work really hard. Um, and one of, there are two things. It really depends on, so what we look at first is um, what is holding them back in terms of what are their expectations, you know, because sometimes what's holding people back is that they have irrealistic expectations of themselves or others. Um, and they're comparing themselves in a very unfair manner with others constantly. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a huge um, belief system that you're addressing over there. Yeah. So, um, so, so we look at, okay, so what are, what is, uh, so we put everything under perspective, you know, we say, okay, what is your status quo? So how is your life? How does your life look, life look like? And what is actually causing dissatisfaction or what is causing you suffering? You know, what are you, and sometimes what is causing suffering is not really that the person needs to change something, but sometimes it's just, Focusing on what's not working well, you know, mm -hmm. like out of a ocean of abundance, things that are going well in their lives, mm -hmm. they're just placing their focus on that little dot that is not going well, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that comes from, you know, unfair comparisons with others um, or, you know, very uh, extreme perfectionistic personality traits. So, um, being very, you know, this is a perfectionism, you know, brings a lot of suffering in a way, you know, to, to people. So, because perfect means it's never good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And if something or someone is never good enough, then there is a place of lack. Yes. So you're acting out of a place of lack. And if you're, you know, having a feeling of lack, nothing will be good enough, no matter how high achieving you are and how successful you are, there will always be someone or something that is better, that can be better. Mm -hmm. And that explains why also very successful people, celebrities, you know, they also suffer from, from these things. They're not accepted. Also, there is no exception. So even though they're successful, you know, they have the mm -hmm. same issues. Everyone has the same issues. Yeah. Um, so one root cause is perfectionism, you know, um, focusing always on the neg negative, negativity, trained, learned negativity over a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is one thing. The other thing is... Um, conditioned desires about what success means and how success translates into one's life, which means that, let's say, you know, someone comes from, from a family background with a certain profession and approaches at young age, decides to pursue a certain profession, a certain life path without really questioning whether it's, you know, he or she really wants it. And then um, because of, of this, you know, this, I would say, conditioned ideas about what a successful life, what a, 
you know, what a, what a person should do, should be, should have, you know, have a house, family, good job, this and that amount of money, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then people realize at one, at a certain point that it's okay, it's fine, you know, they're not doing bad, but that's not exactly, there's something missing, something is missing. Mm -hmm. And what's usually missing is the joy yeah um yeah. yeah it's it's just the joy and and being happy uh, at the present moment and the flow as well because when you kind of listen to what's your calling which you really love to do it doesn't really feel i know it sounds very cliche but it really doesn't feel like work i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree yeah. more and for anybody who's listening i want to say that when she says being happy, it doesn't mean we're happy all the time. That's not possible. There are all sorts of emotions which come and go, but our overall state of being is joy. So, you know, you look forward to the day, you enjoy what you're doing. And um, I feel that's where I am. And I had all those tendencies. And I guess a part of me will continue to have those tendencies of being a perfectionist and judging myself. Oh God, the amount of judgment I have for myself, you know, because I am an outlier in my society. I don't have a stable job. I have changed careers many times, but it's just that I'm more aware of these voices in my head now and I don't let them get to me as much as they would earlier. But they came up in a very big way when I started my health coaching career and I would compare myself to successful coaches and I would think that what they are doing is the way to achieve success until I realized that this will just make me go crazy because everybody has their own unique path and what I feel is success for me might not be the same for somebody else. So I'm just like doing this entire thing backwards and I'm like, I'm going to do it my way now. So I really want you to understand that just because you're listening to me doesn't mean you have to become like me or like Anita because we both have our different journeys and everybody's journey is very different anyway. Yes, thanks so much for um, for saying this because um, there is, and that's what I meant before with this conditioned perceptions of concepts like success, happiness, um, you know, what it's, what is it? Like, those are big, fluffy words. Yeah. Um, so you have to find out on your own. It's it's about overall, it's an overall positive mindset, you know, feeling okay, feeling in flow with what you are versus waking up in the morning and thinking, oh my God, I hate my job. I don't want to go to work and coming back from work and trying to forget about your work in the weekend, you know, mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, doing some, some stuff to compensate like shopping or other stuff. Absolutely. Um, so, so for a lot of people compensating the frustration becomes like a normal lifestyle. Like, yeah, this is life, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. no, this is not life. It's yeah. not like having to compensate, uh, weekends for, you know, doing something that you actually hate, yeah. It's, it's not black and white again, mm -hmm. you know, it's not black and white. So happiness doesn't mean you are ecstatic in this kind of like <laughs> enlightenment <laughs> stage within spiritual. No, happiness means just like, okay, uh, I like what I do. 
Um, and I don't, you know, I don't wake up, uh, you know, dreading my day because I have to do something that I really hate. <laughs> yeah. um, so there is no black and white. But of course, when you, you like what you do in terms of, you know it, how do you know it? You know it because you are not as drained as when you do other things. So it doesn't drain you immediately. It doesn't feel like a sacrifice, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that is really important to, to find something where, you know, and, and it suits you naturally. So we all have our personality traits. Mm -hmm. So some people are very outgoing and, um, you know, for them being in, in society, networking is, is great. They derive energy out of them. So being mm -hmm. in meetings all day, that's great. Mm -hmm. for other people this is hell you know they don't you know they, they just they, it's, it drains them out being in meetings all day I work in with a lot of professionals that um, you know they have a, a setting a lifestyle that doesn't suit their personality yeah yeah or for example someone is super extroverted communicative funny you know needs people and then has a job where he or she stands in front of the PC for 10 hours, you know, doing some, you know, work that needs very detailed attention and where you are on your own with your PC 10 hours every day, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. this person is never going to feel happy in that job because it doesn't suit the personality, it doesn't suit the basic needs of the person, which is getting out there, communicating, moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when I say needs, I mean both um, psychological needs, emotional needs uh, mm -hmm. on one hand, and on the other hand, also physical needs. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you, for example, are a health coach that, you know, and you actually, you know, you are a happy coach potato, <laughs> you sit, uh, you know, you would like to sit, you prefer sitting instead, then probably, you know, being a health coach where you have to move a lot and you work with your body as well, helping your clients. So you move a lot, probably that would not be suitable for this type of role for you, you know, and for another person, um, you know, that has an office job, mm -hmm. Uh, but actually likes movement, needs to be nature, where the body actually needs to move. Mm -hmm. This person will, will not be satisfied. So that is what I what is meant by happiness, to find, you know, a purpose um, within what is within your own self-awareness. So really knowing yourself, what is, where do you feel good? So what makes you feel good? Um, where is your talent mm -hmm. and how you can, you know, find a way to make a living out of that. So it's um, combining all this three. Oh, I love it. I love it because my next question was going to be, so what, according to you, finding one's purpose mean, but you've already answered it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's um, in fact when you when you follow certain certain steps, it's it comes it comes easy, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's very it's it's very easy because um, you know purpose is also you can approach it from a theoretical perspective. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what does purpose mean? You know, are we born with, for some artists, that is a very easy question because some people are born with such a skill, you know, with yeah. such a gift, yeah. like, um, you know, artists or sports people, they know yeah. already. But for the majority and the rest of us, Mm-hmm. It's not that clear in the beginning yeah. and it, it might change over time. So how is an 18-year-old supposed to know what he or she wants to, to do for the rest of, of his life, right? So we need to experience and explore a little bit and that is okay. That's true. And yeah. I guess even with people who are born as, you know, like artists or they, I wouldn't say born as an artist, but realize their skills very early in life. I've seen a lot of times they evolve and they go through changes because none of us are supposed to live life the same way for 60, 70, 80 years unless it makes us happy because there's always a process of evolution. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's it's actually what I'm figuring um, out also with, with clients is to, on one hand, uh, pay attention to, um, you know, your natural skill set and tendencies, talents, and so on. And also, on the other hand, um, you know, look at your try out. And if it doesn't work, um, it's okay to learn from the experience, take the experience as a, as a, you know, learning as a learning curve and move on. It's not yeah. You know, learning failure is uh, something that is actually um, very a, co- a concept that in, in you know, the Western society is changing already with a new generation, but in West, Western societies actually um, has a negative uh, meaning. It's like, oh, I'm failing. If I change jobs more than two yeah. times or three times, then I'm a failure or I'm not successful in that. Yeah. Um, and that's not true. And we know that from very successful people, startup founders, that they actually failed many, many times and um, learned from failures and used this learning experience to grow yeah. and to uh, find something new and to be consistent, you know, trying, not giving up too early. Yeah. So one of the, yeah, so to, to round it up, the, the last thing that um, I, I find uh, with my clients, a big obstacle on, on their journey to, to find purpose um, is the inner critic, a voice that uh, always thinks in worst case scenarios, like, okay, what if, what if, uh, I do this, then I'm going to fail, then other people are going to think this and that, but I don't have the education. I will have to start from zero. I would be too old. You know, this kind of inner critics, not, you know, being concerned about not being ready to to change something that is causing suffering in them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's so true because uh, that voice is within all of us. And that's what we pay attention to, but not to the voice, which is, you know, sort of nudging us to go ahead and try and explore and be willing to make mistakes and learn from them. Um, So, yeah, this has been a very, very good episode. It's been very enlightening for 
me and i hope it is as enlightening for anybody who's listening um now that we are at the end of it i would like to know from you you need if people want to know more about your work if they want to know how they can reach out to you or read up more about what you do where is it that they can find you on instagram and social media or wherever it is that you're present Oh yeah, great. Well, um, I'm uh, right now. I'm not so active on social media, to be honest, <laughs> due to lack of time. But I really, I think it's something that uh, I really need to improve myself. So that's my goal uh, for the next future. But I'm active on LinkedIn and also on Instagram once in a while. But mainly, uh, yeah, LinkedIn. Okay, so people can find you by your name, right? I can put it in the show yeah. notes. Yes. Yes. Okay. I will do that. Thank you so much for being here and I hope it was fun for you in a certain way to talk about these things. Oh, absolutely. I I mean something that I'm really passionate about and thanks for having me here and you know inviting me to 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 your podcast. Um and it's been it's been really a wonderful experience because um it's a subject that is so dear to me and so important. uh and i really love to share you know to share that and it's something that i could you know continue talking for hours so we have to stop at one point i <laughs> yeah. know yeah <laughs> i have so many questions to ask right now but i know we have a um, time constraint so i will let you go but thank you so much for being here thanks for having me <laughs> If this has been helpful for you i would love to have you share a screenshot of this episode on your instagram story and tag me in it and i will make sure that i will send you a very special meditation that has been instrumental in my spiritual journey in my pursuit of peace and i hope you get the same energy you get the same breakthroughs that i did from it